0: Hello, I'm Dr. Amelia gonyas Malka. Welcome to Womanity, Woman in Unity, the show that celebrates prominent and ordinary African women's milestone achievements in their struggles for liberation, self-emancipation, human rights, democracy, racism, socio-economic class division, and gender-based violence. Joining us in studio today is the Ambassador of Venezuela, Myrene Moreno. Welcome to the show, Ambassador. Thank
1: you. Thank you very much, Amalia, for the invitation.
0: Ambassador, you are the Ambassador of Venezuela to the Republic of South Africa. Can you share with us some of the work that you do as well as the responsibilities that come with holding this position?
1: Okay, Amalia. Uh, My job is uh, to represent the government of the Bolivarian Republic of Venezuela in South Africa, which is a great responsibility, and much more in this historic moment that we are living, when our country is being threatened and attacked by the imperial forces. And imagine, you must know that the U.S. government had imposed economic sanctions and threatened our countries with military intervention. You know, the, this is the, the situation in, in in our country. In this moment, um, we need to uh, explain uh, uh, the world and the people in South Africa, the real situation in Venezuela.
0: Of course, and yeah. that must be part of your role being here as the representative and the ambassador of your country. What would you say is the greatest challenge that you have in performing this role?
1: In okay, this moment... Our priority is to tell the world the truth, defend the Bolivarian Revolution, and all the achievement that we have achieved in the last 18 years, and show what the South African people, all our achievement, all our uh, the work that we do in in Venezuela.
0: So, a lot from a social point of view, a culture point of view, and yes, in in different sectors. Yes, and. Are there any specific milestones that you want to achieve in this term? Uh,
1: the achievement uh, of the Bolivarian Revolution have crossed the border. Uh, for example, in the area of education that I work in that area, we have several programs in Africa to support children and youth people of school and university age. Uh, currently, Venezuela has 18 embassies in in, in Africa and we have a program uh, called um, A Padrino una Escuela in Africa it's, it's, uh, support one school in Africa uh, we have this program in all our embassies in Africa and also in all the countries that we attend uh, which consists of providing children uh, either by building schools uh, improving them Uh, giving them uh, school supplies and giving them the necessary support to enable them improve condition and have a better development in their studies. In South Africa we support four schools two schools in Mamelodi two schools in Mr. K and we support two years ago one in Limpopo in Bellavilla. Also through the international student program in Venezuela I was responsible of this program for many years. I saw that <laughs> yeah, we have managed, managed to train more than 6000 students from different countries on, uh, around the world, including 21 African countries in our universities in different careers with the intention of integrating them into the productive system of their countries. It is important to point out uh, that this program is aimed at youth people with low economic resources uh, who do not have the possibility to pay for the studies in their countries of origins. Which in Venezuela, the education is totally free from preschool and university.
0: And how do you provide those opportunities? So we're talking about people who are disadvantaged. Do they approach the embassy and say, I want to apply for a bursary to study in Venezuela? How, how does it work? Yeah, in this moment,
1: uh, we're waiting to open uh, the new scholarship. Yes. Yes. Uh, in This year, we didn't have. We're waiting for the new scholarship. When we have the information, we, uh, we tell you to you inform the people to come to the embassy.
0: I think that's wonderful. And that's something which goes not just in South Africa, but applies to the other 18 embassies situated in yes, the in, rest in of the continent. Yes, yes. We work in a global society now. It's yeah. not a case of just one one domain. Can you tell us more about some of the projects that you're working on with your counterparts in other countries in Africa? So besides the education policy, are there any other big projects that you're doing? Uh,
1: in this moment, our the, the more important project is in education because Venezuela support, no. And now we uh, start with South Africa in mining areas. We working uh, with the, with South Africa to because in Venezuela we start with the uh, mining sector because you know in Venezuela uh, the. The 90% of our budget in Venezuela comes from oil. And uh, now we start with the new activities, and the mining is our priority in this moment. And South Africa have experience, and we uh, signed agreement with South Africa and many companies in South Africa to help us in, in this sector. This is a very important project uh, for us in this moment with South Africa.
0: It's a strong economic driver, and obviously there's mutual benefit between the two countries. Now, my program, Womanity, Woman in Unity, is all about gender equality, and because of that, that will be our our main highlights in, in the conversation today. And I wanted to start by asking you, what are some of your perspectives about women's empowerment and gender equality legislation?
1: Uh, in Venezuela, I can speak about Venezuela. <laughs> in Venezuela, thanks to the Bolivarian Revolution, we have had uh, many achievements in the area of gender equality uh, in, in our country. No? Certainly, achieving equality between men and women depends on an unprofound transformation uh, in attitudes at all levels of society. Uh, starting with the base and continuing to the highest level of the government. In Venezuela, the National Government Institute is the state uh, body that implements the public policy, policies, uh, managing from the Ministry of Women, Ministry of Women Power for the Women and Gender Equality.
0: And when we were speaking offline, you mentioned that this change has really only happened in the last eighteen years. Eighteen years prior, there was no institute for women
1: <laughs> no, I- be- before eighteen years we have in Venezuela the minister of the family that they, they attend all the the, the issues with the, the women. but now the, with the Bolivar, the revolutionary government. We create the Min Mujer, the, the Ina Mujer. Sorry, it's the Institute for Women, and after we create the Ministry of the Women, and now uh, Min Mujer uh, is part of the the Ministry of Women, but uh, Min Mujer is responsible of the applied the, all the policy. Uh, so
0: gender topic, policies, yes. everything is driven under yes, the, yes, institu- yes. The, the Ministry for the, the, gen, uh, yes, the Gender Yes, they are responsible
1: for of, of the, the public policies uh, uh, for the permanent defense of the human rights of the woman not to, in order to promote the real and effective access to all spheres of social life on equal terms and conditions with men. Uh, it is uh, incumbent of on in a mujer uh, to promote the strengthened institutional mechanism of the national level for defence of the human right of the woman.
0: And it's a very strong law, as you were saying, yeah. that <laughs> women are are really regarded um, as equals in Venezuelan society. That if there is any. How can you say it? I, I, if anyone does anything to a woman to defame her, she has the right to go and denounce them publicly. No.
1: Yes, not in Venezuela, the laws to protect the woman is very, very, very strong. <laughs> yes.
0: And in your career, given what you've spoken about now, have you witnessed any changes in terms of gender progression from when you first started to to where you are today? Uh, With regard to
1: the representation of our diplomatic mission, uh, the participation of the woman as head of mission has significantly increased. Our minister of foreign affairs until two months ago uh, was a woman, was the first minister of foreign affairs uh, woman. Um, She is currently the president of the National Constitutional Assembly. Is a very intelligent woman uh, um, with the support of, of of all the people in Venezuela, and it's good for us. Uh, this because also in the diplomatic career, the majority of our uh, ministers of foreign affairs or or ambassador was men, and now no the participation of the woman. Was increased.
0: Yes, it's a big change, and I see that trend happening uh, across different countries. I look at the number of female diplomats in South Africa representing their countries, and there are a lot. Yes, yes, yes. Also, also in South Africa. Yeah. So, given the the changes that we've seen the di- in the diplomatic space and the greater feminization of foreign affairs. Did you have any gender challenges that you had to overcome during your career? No. <laughs> no, certainly uh, no. Actually,
1: during my career, I have never felt disadvantaged by uh, the fact of being a woman. And I think the challenge is to overcome oneself. I know, uh, The first, the, the second time when I went to Africa, to represent my country we we went to 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 Gambia you know, before the people say no, the president of Gambia but no i know maybe if for women like woman they receive a good uh uh welcoming yes with good welcoming for the in Africa in general i visit a lot of countries in africa and i can say no 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 well, never I'm very never very glad never. to hear
0: that <laughs> and yeah. it it just demonstrates i guess also how progressive venezuela is in terms of yes, how maybe. women are represented and what what we think about ourselves so that's a a pleasant, a pleasant <laughs> note. <laughs> now, Ambassador, part of your career was spent in the higher education sector in the uh, Faculty of Social and Economic Sciences at the Universidad Central de Venezuela, as well as in the Foreign Affairs Ministry directing international student programs in Venezuela. And you, you mentioned your, mm-hmm. your role a little earlier in our conversation You are processing grants with 47 countries, coordinating with higher education institutes. And as you're aware, education is a vital tool to empower individuals as well as societies. Can you share with us some of your views on higher education, particularly as a tool in the hands of women to change their lives and also the economy of their society for the better?
1: Of course. The education is the fundamental tool to change the life, not only of women, but of anyone. Uh, unfortunately, we still live in a very patchwork uh, world. And to compete in the labour market, we must train ourselves as professionals and demonstrate that we are capable of holding the reins the rains in any scenario, especially
0: in the areas that are supposedly men's job. So ultimately, education is a key driver in terms of the betterment of society, helping women to achieve more and be sustainable. Now, taking into consideration the challenges and successes that women's legal rights have had over the last few years, In your opinion, do you believe that 50-50 representation across the board is attainable? And what areas do you think still need attention with regards to women's progress? Uh, Of course, it is achievable.
1: In Venezuela, we have done it. We had a moment in which four or five powers of the state were directed by women. Thanks to, the, to that, we had a feminist president and that it gave much important, importance to the participation of the woman in all the field. It was even a mandate as president of the government party at that time that the nomination for the National Assembly's candidacy was 50-50. Uh, and in Venezuela, the participation of women has increased a lot as here in South Africa also. Yes. Yeah?
0: No, that's, that's right. Mm-hmm. For me, when I, I look at this, I think part of it has helped because you had a male president, but with feminist ideas, which shows that it's not all about men with men, but it is about understanding what women can contribute and showing that it's right to support. So potentially having a, those feminist views really made a, a strong <laughs> impact on society. Yes, also the participation of
1: women in the army forces was increased. Yes.
0: And yes, again, it is so yes. you've got a male, a, a typically male environment, yeah. but by bringing women into those, it just shows that women can do what men can do. Yeah. And vice versa. <laughs> yeah. You are listening to Womanity, Woman in Unity on Channel Africa, The African Perspective, on frequency 9625 kHz on the 31-meter band, also available on DSTV Channel 802. Today we're talking to the Ambassador of Venezuela, Myrene Moreno. We would love to receive your comments on Twitter at Womanity Talk. Hi, my name is
1: Yvonne Chakachaka and I'm UNICEF and Rollback Malaria Goodwill Ambassador. You are listening to Womanity, Women in Unity, a program that celebrates prominent and ordinary African women's milestone achievements in the struggle for liberation, self-emancipation, human rights and democracy. A program against social ills such as racism, socio-economic class division and gender-based violence. Womanity, Women in Unity, presented by Dr. Amalia Balka every week on this day at this time.
0: Today, we're talking to the Ambassador of Venezuela, Myrene Moreno. In the previous segment of the conversation, we spoke about some of the Ambassador's work in terms of her roles and responsibilities, looking at Venezuela's strong support of education, both at school level as well as at university level across the 18 embassies in Africa. We also spoke about some of the public policies with regards to women and the greater feminization of the Foreign Affairs Ministry and the benefits of having a feminist president in place in terms of being able to help drive the role and support of women. Ambassador, turning towards uh, another aspect of Women at work, in a way. There was a very interesting study by McKinsey which raises the issue of likability bias, saying that success and likability are positively correlated for men but negatively correlated for women. So, in other words, if a woman is competent, she doesn't seem nice enough. If she seems nice, she's considered less competent. And this bias often surfaces in the way in which women are described, both in passing and also delivering on their performance reviews. But on the other hand, when a woman asserts herself with confidence, she's often called aggressive, ambitious, or out for herself. But when the man does the same thing, he's seen as confident and strong. So as a result of this double standard, women often face penalties in the workplace, like missing out on being hired or advancement opportunities or salary increases What's your opinion on the subject? Honestly, I think
1: it's a matter of attitude. Respect at war is earned through productivity, honesty, and good results. And I think that being or not being nice has to do with the personality of each person. Uh, The first thing we must do is respect and respect ourselves. Uh, unfortunately, uh, we live in the world with different cultures, uh, where that is good or normal in my country uh, can be bad or disrespectful in another countries. We have to very careful about that. I didn't
0: <laughs> so it 's balancing having respect for individuals and also given what you 've spoken about on from Venezuela perspective that equality is there you 've achieved equality yes,
1: yes, in Venezuela, I cannot speak about that, but we need be careful to spoke about this in another debate mm. okay. <laughs> you know.
0: now one subject which often comes up with, and I'd like you to expand on on this a little bit more given some of the the conversation we had offline, is that the working world was designed, what I term as men's hours, where we almost lose half of society's best multitaskers in the workforce because of traditional expectations between women having to reform their work timetables around their families. What's your view of that?
1: A I am of the opinion that men and women have the same qualities. Uh, what differentiates us is the physical appearance of the force that the man is more... For, but physically strong. Physically, physically strong, yes. But nothing. We, uh, what we have is that we fight and make our right vouchers. Uh, with regards to labor reforms in Venezuela we have many achievements in this regard. Women as a worker and mother uh, have the right and special protection of mobility from the beginning of pregnancy for example uh, to two years after childbirth extend the inamobility from one year to two years in the case of adoption of children under three years. The law established uh, that the worker in an a state of pregnancy will be entitled to a break for six weeks before the birth and 20 weeks later. This includes the mother adopting a child under the age of 3 years. Uh, the father's inamobility is extended to 2 years after the birth of the son or daughter and the father's birth certificate certificate of 14 days is collected a vote established in the law on the protection on the protection of family maternity and paternity uh, it is indicated that a worker or worker who was a child, daughter or more, with a disability or illness uh, that prevent or hinder him or herself from being self-employed, shall be protected or protected from permanent incapacity for work in accordance with the law. As you can see, we have already made some restructuring in this regard, not only in favor of the woman, but in favor of the, all the family in general.
0: And something else that you mentioned, which I thought was very interesting, was about the kindergarten facilities. Uh, Can yes. you tell us more about that?
1: Yes, the ministries in Venezuela uh, is obligatory to have a kindergarten for the, the, the children, especially if the mother have a a baby. Uh, they arrange all the facilities to you baby stay close to you, and also uh, the mothers uh,
0: breastfeeding.
1: Yes, breastfeeding have two hours, uh, permits for two hours in the morning and two hours uh, afternoon to uh, to breastfeed to breastfeed <laughs> the baby
0: so it's a very i would almost say children friendly society yes you also mentioned that when people attending universities that they can bring their children with yes. as well
1: also you so can go to the university with the baby because it's normal like you you like women to have baby why do you go you can go to to the university mm-hmm. if you didn't have any person to (coughs) To look after
0: the child. Yes, So I I think it's very enabling and it means that the the state is helping to provide the support structure to enable people to work for the state, to to have those economic (laughs) benefits what would be your advice to all the women who find themselves torn between traditional and cultural expectations of them as women as mothers doing their own personal needs like gaining an academic education or building a, a professional career uh,
1: we can do everything woman, uh, we can do everything uh, we must only propose and have the will to do what we want. Uh, family is very important. Uh, the support of your husband is fundamental in the development of your professional career, especially when you hold position is a position of great responsibility. since This takes more time than normal. No? But we must learn to balance. A thin Of the other to divide responsibility at home and above all to separate the time to share with the family unfortunately I have um, my husband to support me in every moment that I need him
0: (laughs) yeah and that's your living proof of (laughs) being able to achieve the success by having the right support behind you yeah one of the things that I always find interesting is about time management because I, I look at you, for example, and the things that you're, you're doing. Time management is, is a really important piece. So can you share with us some of your time management secrets on how to build a professional career, raise family, and still find time to serve your community?
1: Uh, like I tell you before, uh, we need to uh, separate the... Time war with the time of the family. Uh, unfortunately, my husband supported me every moment. And in the embassy, uh, our uh, husbands, they can uh, work officially in the embassy. But in my case, he always worked with us in the embassy and supported me and... Uh, also, he support me in the with my my son, and in all the activities that we have, he uh, uh, go with me to prepare any activity that we have inside the embassy or outside in the embassy. And I think the family is, is, is the, the support of the family is very important, and I have this. Uh, fortunately I have the support of my family and also my mother. In the moment, but I need her because I travel a lot. They stay with me because they understand that this is my career, my dream,
0: and my work. Mm. And I think <laughs> what you said there is also important: the fact that we we make our careers, we make our dreams happen with other people around us they they that support structure to do that yes now one of the questions that I ask my guests on this program who've all made tremendous achievements in their respective fields of expertise is about the factors that have contributed to their success so some people speak about hard work others talk about perseverance in your Mm. opinion what have been some of the key drivers to your success Of course,
1: the work and perseverance are essential to success. But uh, you have to like what you do because if you don't know, uh, you never be successful. You have to do something that makes you happy. You need work in... In one word, you... Like a passion. Yes. Yes, my... Yes, it's very important that my maternal, my grandmother uh, inspired me a lot. Um, She was a hardworking and hardworking woman. And even through she did not study, because in that moment in Venezuela was. um, I shocked all her children, she shocked all her children. Uh, Eight, she gave birth, eight children. Eight, and many other that she raised. I remember four, five, (laughs) more. She helped to to go to the study, to everything. I have more than twenty. My mother have more. Yes, many, 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 many children grow in my in my grandmother house i remember my family was big always um she was very essential in my in my decision mm-hmm. to to study she always tell me you need to do honestly honesty um a, Study one career that you like. You don't like the number, not study economy, nothing. Because you don't uh, go to exit. You don't have
0: exit in your career. So choose one thing that you're going to excel on and own it. Yeah, yeah. Clearly your, your grandmother was a very strong influence in your yeah. life. What would you say has been the best lesson that you've learned throughout your career? Okay, the values
1: instilled by my family. I could say that this had a profound influence on my personal and professional growth. I tell you. The love, honesty, the responsibility, the loyalty and humanity are fundamental values. That we must have to reach out to those who need us to give uh, without expecting anything in return.
0: Those are important family values.
1: Yes, this is the more important I think. The the value that you have. Mm. Yes.
0: always see that there's a difference between the emotional component and functional with emotion being driven by your values, your essence of of who you are. Mm. Ambassador, we are coming to the end of the program today. If I can please ask you to close out by sharing a few words of inspiration or words of wisdom which you'd like to pass on to young women who are listening to us today.
1: Okay. Woman uh, girls, always strive for their dreams, for your dreams. Uh, don't know, let anything or anyone cut your wings. We can all achieve our goals. Uh, we must only be constant, responsibly, and honest. This is my message for the... <laughs>
0: Thank you yes. very much. It's been a pleasure talking to you today to spread the message on r- from Venezuela and all of the, the commitments that it has to women. It's been very inspiring for me to hear the successes of the country. So thank you for joining us.
1: Uh, thank you. Thank you very much for the invitation, Amalia.
0: You have been listening to Womanity, Woman in Unity on Channel Africa, The African Perspective. And we have been talking to the Ambassador of Venezuela, Marine Moreno.